Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. From New York City, the only city in America, it's the show that invented news. This is The Daily Show with your host, Sarah Silverman. This is my first night hosting, like, yeah, I'm a little nervous. So I did that thing where you picture the audience naked, which is perfect, because now I'm nervous and horny. who I am, so let me introduce myself in the most Daily Showy way possible, using a right-wing talking head pundit montage. Roll it! Sarah Silverman is a complete buffoon and aggressively unfunny. She's a comedian. I don't find there's anything funny actually about her. A vulgar comic who's mostly famous for saying dirty words in a little girl voice. She's a clown in her daily life. An absolute fool. She is a Jezebel. Diabolically dumb. She is a witch. She's not funny. She is a God-hating whore. Boy, I'd like to hit her with a pie. These right-wing people really hate me. I mean, what, what am I, a gender-neutral bathroom over here? What am I, a Starbucks cup that just says happy holidays over here? What am I, a, a grown woman with an opinion? Oh, yeah, that's probably what it is. All right, there's a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it with headlines. With the big Rihanna concert last night. She is so cool, she did it right in the middle of a football game. She doesn't care. And she dropped some pretty exciting news. Overnight, Rihanna making a surprise announcement. The superstar revealing she's pregnant with her second child in front of a packed stadium during the Apple Music Super Bowl halftime show. Her rep confirming her growing family to ABC News after she wowed fans from a floating platform in the sky. That's right, Rihanna revealed she was pregnant by bringing along all the sperm that didn't make it. I mean, and of course, uh, of course the one that did, um, it, was, it was inside her. Um, seriously, did you see that pregnant women? Did you see it? Rihanna just did a Super Bowl halftime show while pregnant. And you want my seat on the subway? Not anymore, Tiff. No way. The bar 
has been raised, so hold it. I mean, thank you. But you know what, guys? Rihanna isn't the only one who has a surprise announcement. I just want everyone here to know that I have diarrhea. <laughs> Some people were surprised that Rihanna didn't bring out Kanye West during all of the lights. But when you think about it, it makes sense because there wasn't enough space for her dancers to form a swastika. <laughs> because I'm a Nazi. It was, it was really cool. I thought it was really cool that Rihanna did the show way up on those platforms, but it was a little bit risky because if you've been following the news at all, this is not the time to be in the sky. This weekend, the U.S. shot down three flying objects over North American airspace, bringing the total to four in just over a week. Questions mounting after more unidentified objects discovered over U.S. and Canadian airspace. A third mystery object in just three days shot down by a U.S. fighter jet over Lake Huron Sunday afternoon. Three incidents in less than a week after that Chinese spy balloon was shot down off the Carolina coast. But a senior U.S. official saying these three are different from that spy balloon. The commander of NORAD said the last three objects were similar in size and shape, and he declined to categorize them as balloons, saying they were unable to determine how they stay aloft. Now, when asked about the possibility of alien activity, he would not rule anything out. <laughs> You're not ruling out aliens? I, I love how we're not ruling anything out, but we're shooting everything down. Is it a kite? Is it aliens? Is it the old man from up? Who cares? We'll figure it out when we sift through the wreckage. Now, the official explanation is that after the Chinese balloon last week, the government adjusted the radars to make them more sensitive. And once they did that, they realized there's all kinds of shit flying up all the time everywhere. It's like, uh, you know, when you start paying attention to what ingredients are in your food and realize, like, everything has guar gum in it. I, what's guar gum? Guar gum. We don't know what it is, but we're eating it, baby. Oh, an audience loves a turn to camera, too. And you might be asking, where is Space Force in all of this? Isn't dealing with UFOs like their thing? But apparently, it's actually more complicated than that, because some of this stuff they're finding is too low in the atmosphere for Space Force's jurisdiction. They're in this, like, um, this weird in-between zone between the sky and space. It's like, it's like the Earth's taint. <laughs> I mean, really, what we need is a, a taint force, you know, to protect this, this in-between area, this, this no-man's land. It's a, a very sensitive zone. It's, um, it can get a little hairy, sure. Times working there can stink, sure. But Taint Force will be there when the shit goes down. Uh, moving on to a crazy story the makers of MMs were fined $14,000 after two workers 
fell into a vat of chocolate. So everyone be on the lookout for the newest M&M's flavor, human flesh. And the good news is, when those guys fell in, they found the bones of Augustus Gloop. Some nice closure for the Gloop family. The truth is that a lot of jobs are dangerous, and that's why one new idea going around in some states is particularly odd. Some state legislatures looking to fill a need in the labor market are considering child workers as a solution. Lawmakers in Iowa and Minnesota introduced bills last month to loosen labor regulations around age and workplace safety. Minnesota's bill would allow 16 and 17 year olds to work construction jobs. And the Iowa measure aims to allow 14 and 15 year olds to work certain positions in the mining, meatpacking and logging industries. The Iowa proposal would also shield businesses from civil liability if a youth worker gets sick, injured, or killed on the job. We're doing great, everybody. <laughs> They're gonna let 14-year-olds work in mining, logging, and meatpacking. Those are like the three most dangerous jobs. What, they, they didn't have any openings in the Ukrainian army? <laughs> you know they'll be able to fill these positions, too. All it would take for teenagers to work in a mine is like, a viral TikTok called the Black Lung Challenge. <laughs> and these lawmakers, they know it's dangerous because they're shielding the companies if the kids get killed on the job. On the bright side, they will have Oompa Loompas come out every time a kid dies. So. A little, little Wonka heavy today. And I'm sure this will surprise you, but the lawmakers sponsoring these bills call themselves pro-life. Of course they are. If women aren't forced to have babies, who's gonna pack this goddamn meat? <laughs> For more on this story, we turn to Roy Wood Jr. He's at the Iowa State House. Roy, how can these people possibly allow this? It's outrageous, Sarah. Child labor has almost no place in this country. I, wait, almost? Uh, you gotta have some child labor. You gotta have some child labor. You know how expensive it is to raise a kid? You gotta buy clothes, you gotta feed them two, three times a day, you gotta go to the doctor, make sure all their bones ain't jacked up. Then you gotta take them to the dentist and get the teeth. Your teeth ain't nothing but mouth bones. Why the two different doctors? Gotta pay for childcare, assuming you can find childcare, because your last babysitter was scared of COVID. She moved back to Canada. Now you gotta pay for after school care. Then after school care, then there's summer camp, because the school year is only nine months of the year, but the work year is all year. Where does it stop? These kids have got to pay their own way. Uh, okay, pay. sure, but. Like small things, like working at McDonald's or babysitting or mowing lawns. What's the difference between mowing a lawn and chainsawing a redwood? It's all y'all, but... <laughs> a tree ain't nothing but tall grass. That's all a tree. Roy, these are the world's most dangerous jobs. You really want children doing them? They the ones that want to grow up faster. We just letting them. Why can't I have a driver's license yet? Okay, okay, you can have a driver's license. For a forklift, drive that. Get the pallet, move the pallet around. 
Okay, call me naive, but childhood isn't a time for work. It's a time for children to learn and grow and, and explore the world in their wonderment. And... Yeah, I, I agree with that. Until he's a teenager. <laughs> Teenagers are not exploring the world in wonderment. They're throwing eggs at my house. These punks need to be put to work. They got too much time on their hands. You're ruining my paint, Kevin. I'll whoop your ass. <laughs> punks like Kevin. The factory line, let them debone a hundred chickens an hour, you bitch. Let's see. Oh, my fingers hurt. Yeah, that's hard work. Roy, just because you're mad at your neighbor's kid doesn't mean they deserve dangerous work conditions. They could lose fingers. Sarah, how many fingers you really need? How many fingers? These are the stars right here. These are the ones. These are the, you need these fingers. You need this one in case you get married. But you know, when's the last time you used your pinky? The pinky just freeloading on all the rest of the fingers. It's the Nepo baby at a hand. Plus, these kids is young enough. These fingers will grow back. They got time. I'm, I'm sorry, but there is no place in our society for child labor. It is a scourge of humanity that we have luckily moved past, and it brings nothing positive to the world. Let me ask you a question. You got an iPhone? <laughs> I do. Who do you think makes it? I mean, I, Apple. Kids, Sarah. Chinese kids. So hand over your iPhone unless you want to be a hypocrite. I'm going to choose hypocrite. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go sign up my neighbor's kid for the coal mines. Kiss your pinky ring goodbye, Kevin. I'm coming. <laughs> Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game. Headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. women and girls in science. If you haven't heard about it, it's because you're sexist. <laughs> it's an important day to honor the women who have made contributions to humanity's understanding of science, which is why I wanted to take this moment to honor one woman whose life hasn't received the recognition it deserves. When you ask people about the greatest female scientists of the 20th century, they'll give you the same names. Marie Curie, Jane Goodall, Octavia Spencer, but they always leave out the most important person, Dr. Raquel Ensidia, the world's first female mad scientist. In the field of evil, Dr. Insidia was a relentless pioneer. She put Genghis Khan's brain into a chimp. She made Kentucky disappear. 
All of it. For three years, no Kentucky. She put a man on the moon as punishment. His body's still up there. Unfortunately, in the 1950s, the mad sciences were dominated by men. So Dr. Insidia faced a lot of sexism. One time, she shrunk the prime minister of Latvia and trapped him in a jar. They gave her a $2 million ransom. The next week, a male mad scientist kidnaps the same prime minister. They give him $4 million and a guest spot on Ed Sullivan. Same prime minister, same jar. You tell me how that's not sexism. She was always at a disadvantage. It's hard to build a laboratory in a volcano when you're not allowed to open your own credit card. The bank was always saying, where's Mr. Dr. Insidia? My debut as a mad scientist was when I terrorized Boston with a radioactive megaphone. What I can tell anyone was that the megaphone was Dr. Insidia's idea. I told her it was a stupid idea. And then I stole it. I feel bad about the whole thing, but it launched my career. They even had me on Ed Sullivan. In 1958, Dr. Insidia assembled body parts into an unholy monster. The first thing it did when it came to life was ask her to get it a cup of coffee. Of course, everything got worse after she had her baby. Well, cloned her baby. Dr. Insidia was asked to leave the Evil Alliance headquarters because they were uncomfortable with her breastfeeding. Now look, in our defense, breastfeeding is gross. If Dr. Insidia had lived long enough, I think she would have become a household name. Unfortunately, she died young. Some people think her heart gave out from all the sexism. Others think it was from the heart-stopping ray she accidentally fired at herself. Me, I think it was a little bit of both. She was truly a revolutionary, but schools refused to teach about her work. Why not? Why not? I suppose because of all of her crimes. But it's all right, her legacy lives on. She's the one who taught me about girl power. Literally, you can power a steam engine with girls. Come back, the hilarious Liz Winstead will be joining me on the show. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is the co-creator of The Daily Show and the founder of Abortion Access Front, which uses humor to destigmatize abortion and expose those fighting against reproductive rights. Please welcome Liz Winstead.
Wow, you guys spruced up the place since the last time I was here. You're doing, doing pretty good over yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, it's come a long it's, way. I mean, I would say so. If you watch some of the old episodes, you could see light switches. I mean, <laughs> it's so, and I, you really created this whole idea of um, comedy news, you know? I mean, did you know how groundbreaking that would be at the time? Well, I knew that the media was consistently disappointing, and so <laughs> it seemed like low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Especially when the show caught on, and instead of the media being like, you know, maybe we should really be really investigating stories. They were like, funny graphics. That's what the public wants. Like, <laughs> they stole the wrong the thing. Point. So you founded Abortion Access Front. I did. And Do you see this as a, a kind of a natural evolution from The Daily Show for you? A hundred percent. Well, because they explain what it is, but they deal with abortion with humor. Yeah, I mean, the truth is, whether it was this show, whether it was Air America Radio, wherever I went, it's like knowing that you can expose hypocrisy with humor and knowing that done well, you can make change. It kind of was a natural illusion because no one was talking about abortion. People siloed it, they weren't talking about it. And so the reason I created it was because I wanted to speak truth to power. Also, if everybody, felt freaked out when Roe v. Wade fell. Like, what do I, did all you feel like, what do I do? I wanted to give people an answer to that question. So with Abortion Access Front, we decided what we want to do is create programs that folks can jump into. We'll meet you where you are. If you have 10 minutes, an hour to give, we have fun things in the streets. We can help you legislatively. We, you know, we have this great program called Operation Save Abortion. It's pretty simple. It's a five-part series. Get together with your friends, do it, and learn how you can actually do more than just march because that just feels like you're an anger fluffer at that point. Right. right? Where's the release? Anger fluffer. So, you know, I feel like people really want to get involved and so with us, it's like, I mean, we just watched the Super Bowl, $100 million ads by people who are funding anti-abortion garbage, and we're having bake sales to try to get people to get services, right? So, I'm not going to say you should donate, but you should donate. So you started Abortion Access Front, also yes. known as Abortion AF. Yes. Um, <laughs> we have very cool shirts if you want to really uh, go in hard. Yeah, so you, you founded that in 2015. Yeah. What did Liz Winstead in 2015 think abortion rights would be in 2023? Well, I mean, Liz Winstead, we, we kind of lightly started this, and you were there in, like, 2014, because I knew it was going to get worse. I, you know, I've been sounding this alarm forever because it was happening in the states, and nobody seemed to understand state politics. Nobody understood that, like, the reason Roe v. Wade fell is because an abortion case in Mississippi made it to the Supreme Court. Now, if you don't think Mississippi should be deciding how you live your reproductive life, then you've had to get your shit together and start paying attention. And so that, for me, it was always that. And I mean, I will say this, and I, we have to wrap it up, but I, you know, when shit started happening in Georgia, 
in Hollywood, well-meaning uh, coastal elites were like, I'm pulling my production from Georgia. I'm not going to play in Georgia. And you brought three abortion providers. Yeah, reproductive uh, justice activists, yeah. And from Georgia to Los Angeles to sit down with these people. And they said, please don't take your productions away from uh, from Atlanta. You right. know, please, uh, this is what's giving people jobs and bringing an influx of all this wonderful stuff for people. The people shouldn't be punished. If you want to, you know, stick up for um, the people of Georgia, then boycott the giant donors that are giving these politicians money yeah. to make these laws. It's and I thought that was very... the people who are living in the places and center the people who are most harmed all the time, and they'll give you the answers to help you be a better activist and make the world better. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people are seeing their rights being stripped away, and it's really scary. What can people do? I mean, I'm just going to say, if you go to aafront.org, we can guide you locally and nationally to where you need to be. We are connectors, we're unifiers, and we're the people who are out there who really want you to do something. It will help you figure out what that something is. Yeah, I will say I was in Atlanta two nights ago, and I went to Starbucks, and there was a woman working there who saw a pin on my backpack that said, keep your laws off my body. And she said she was so moved by it and so angry to be in a place where it is not legal to make your own decisions over your body. And the first thing I did was text Liz and say, what can I give her? What can I give? And she gave me an email address, said, give this to her. And this woman will tell her where in her area she can become active and what she can do. So thank you so much for everything you do. I love you. Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. Please consider supporting Power to Decide. They give people the tools to decide if, when, and under what circumstances to get pregnant and have a child. If you can help them in their mission to advance sexual and reproductive well-being for all, please donate at the link below. Explore more shows from The Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.